Hey, I want to thank you for uh, clicking on this video. Episode number 15 of our podcast, we break down nutrition requirements, what you need to eat before games, after games, before training, after training. We talk about electrolytes. We break down energy systems and which foods will fuel you to help you recover more and recover better and perform to your optimal level. We break down some supplements, some select supplements that can help you, as well as we talk about water. We break down how much water you actually burn throughout a basketball game, how much you need to replenish yourself. So if you want to recover better, and if you want to perform better on the basketball court, check out this episode. You will know what needs to be on your plate, what to eat after basketball games, what to eat for breakfast, what the real breakfast of champions is. There's so much information here. I hope you enjoyed. I hope it helps you. Enjoy. All right. We are live. Number uh, Episode number 15, Elite Training for Basketball, live show, podcast, whatever you want to call us. Uh, welcome, Coach Sean. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me, per usual. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited about this one. Uh, nutrition, gosh, it is uh, uh, a, a mystifying topic, and you hear anything and everything under the sun from this is bad, nope, that's good. Uh, so uh, everybody has their own take on things. So we're just going to try to present some, uh, some of the research, right? We're just going to try to talk about um, what athletes really need, uh, specifically basketball players. Uh, we're going to talk about what your plate should look like. We're going to talk about how to eat before and after games. We're going to talk about how to eat for recovery, uh, water intake, all these great, great topics that, um, that you need to know as a basketball player if you want to perform at your best. Um, how I always like to start the show, um, because we are elite training for basketball, I like to talk about our own training. I like to uh, just uh, you know, hear from Sean. We don't get to uh, talk in person anymore. We used to work at the, sh at the same gym uh, together, and we don't do that anymore, so uh, so I like to just kind of use this time to catch up. So uh, what's going on with your training? Um, volume. I mean, after my end of the year sessions in the end of December, January, kind of kicked off a new volume phase. So I'm added reps, added sets. I'm hitting, I don't know, I'm, I think I'm averaging like six or seven sets, but it's like two of those end up being work sets, like 60, 70%. And then I've been at like 75, 80% for triples and quads. So I was doing snatches for four at like 80 percent and full cleans at uh four reps for 80 percent and then jerks at 90 percent for four i got buried yesterday i didn't get to finish my workout it was too much <laughs> the volume was brutal yeah so that's that's fun you don't follow sean on instagram four reps for him is an endurance set um so when he gets to four and five he's he's working real hard probably sweating uh, you know, huffing and puffing, but uh, we were dying. We were dying. I hate those those longer sets. Like, give me one or two. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, so I was doing like sixty percent, seventy percent, and then I had like three sets at seventy-five, and another two sets at eighty. Yeah. So I'm getting like five working sets or so, but yeah. it was tough. It was tough, and without appropriate sleep the other night, I uh, I got buried. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you on that. Sleep is, man, so important uh, and totally affects our, our workouts. Um, I'm just finishing uh, the last week of a six-week block that got extended a little bit um, over Christmas, and I, I missed two weeks. And then my the week after that that I was supposed to come back, 
um, I, I did something to my knee about a week before Christmas. So um, it, it's been giving me some problems. I can't squat all the way down, but, uh, but I can start to bend it. Um, I don't know if you saw today though, I posted, um, I did some of those power cleans without the foot, you know, the no foot power clean. Nice, nice thighs. Sorry, I had not seen those yet. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was your recommendation, and uh, power cleans were, were on my program from my coach. So beautiful. It was, it was, uh, I just did the no foots, and, and they, they turned out all right. Um, okay. I'm getting better. I'm, I'm anxious and curious to see your your take on uh, on today's lifting, but um, I'll have to look at it. But anyway. Yeah, let's get into the nutrition side of things. Gosh, um, where can we start? There's uh, so many places. Um, let's first start with, <clears throat> and I don't have this on the list, Sean, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk some people through. Um, let me share my screen here. Do, 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 do. Where do I share my screen? There's my screen. Um, we're going to walk through uh, macro breakdowns, what you need. Perfect. Um, and then I'm going to ask you to forget about them, but I want you to know um, wh why you need to know it and, and, and why we're there. So, so that's what we're going to do. Um, all right, which screen can you see? What am I doing? Is this the one? Where's my green? Uh, let's stop share. My bad, everybody. Bear with me. We're just going to share the desktop. There we go. Okay, cool. So, um, here we go. All right. So, when we got a basketball player, um, we're going to pull up uh, this uh, lovely calculator to find out your basal metabolic rate. Again, I'm going to have you forget about this um, afterwards, but I want you to know why we're going where we're going. So, let's say, um, let's use an, an average height, average weight basketball player, right? I think it's fair to say. Six five two ten. Does that sound good for you, Sean? Mid twenties. That sounds good to me. Cool. So he's twenty. Let's say twenty five years old. And he's a male. All right. When we calculate the BMR, you have a BMR of twenty one hundred and eighty two calories. Now, what that is is basically your resting metabolic rate. If you just lie in your bed and fold your hands and close your eyes and don't do anything for twenty four hours, it's assumed that we're going to burn twenty one hundred and eighty two calories. Um, now, this is important because. Athletes, if they want to train at their peak, if they want to perform at their, at their absolute peak, they shouldn't be in a caloric deficit. They need to be at maintenance. They need to have enough calories. They need to have energy. That's what calories are. So that's what we're going to talk about really quick. So if we go over to a calculator, um, obviously you basketball players aren't just sitting on your couch, uh, not doing anything for 24 hours, um, but we know that we burn about 30% over this number just with our everyday activities. So walking to and from the car, walking to and from the bathroom, eating food, uh, just being awake, uh, we're gonna burn 30% over that, okay? So we're already at 2,836 calories, all right? And you haven't touched a basketball yet. You haven't worked out, you haven't trained. Um, Sean, you were just talking earlier, how many calories per hour do you do we burn uh, in basketball? What would you? Uh, I think I was showing you that was the hydration rate of like fluid loss, but, but I mean, basketball is pretty high. My, I mean, the average is about four to 500 calories and that obviously depends on exercise and exercise intensity, but I mean like a rapid pace, quick agility, anaerobic, but over long duration sport like basketball. I mean, I'd probably venture to guess 600 plus calories an hour. Yeah. And that's right. What I was going to write was 600. 
So if you, if you play only for an hour, there's your 600 calories. We're now at 3,400. Most basketball games are two hours if you're playing significant minutes. Practices, um, you're playing two hours. So let's add another 600. So now we're at 4,000 calories just to maintain your weight. Now we're talking about in-season nutrition. So why do athletes, why do basketball players, you know, this, this same guy we're looking at here, if he starts the season at 210, there's a very good chance he might end the season at 195 yep. <laughs> because he is not eating. Where are we going? He is not eating. There we go. Uh, this many calories. And so you need to eat that just to break, basically break even. And some of you want to even put on muscle. We're not going to go into that, but you have to eat in a surplus. We have to go over and above this, this goal. Um, now we're going to break this down really quick. Um, if you, if you, uh, let's see, if you multiply by 40%, um, you get 1600 calories, divide that by, by four calories. So at 40% of your, if 40% of your calories come from carbohydrates, which we'll get into later, you're going to, you need to eat about 400 a day. Okay. So let's go back to that number. I think it was 4436. Um, uh, if you eat 30% of your calories from, of protein, you need to eat 300 grams of protein, all right? That masseter muscle in your jaw is going to be working overtime because I know a lot of you don't eat this many calories. Um, so that's left with 30%. Um, so again, if we multiply by 30% uh, to get the calories and divide by the, the fat grams, we're looking at 134 grams of fat. So 300 grams of protein, 400 grams of carbohydrates, 135 grams of fat. Um, that's a ridiculous amount of food. Um, but again, we're not even talking about you guys who are 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", 260, 270 pounds. You got a lot of muscle on your body. Um, so um, why is that important? Again, athletes should never be in a caloric deficit. Um, now I showed you the calories, but I also want you to, uh, uh now I want you to forget about them. Um, because what we're going to do is, uh, I'm a precision nutrition coach and, and the way that, that they teach this, um, this system was devised by a guy named Dr. John Berardi. Um, and, and we'll get to adjusting for athletes in a minute, but the, the basics that I want you to know is when you look at your plate. Um, you use your hand uh, to measure the amount of food that you have. So a serving of protein is a palm, serving of vegetables is a fist, a serving of carbs is a cupped handful, and a serving of fat is a thumb, okay? So when you know that, when you look at your plate, and again, men, so women are gonna do exactly that, one palm of protein, you can see the palm size, one fist of vegetables, one cupped handful of carbs, and one thumb of fat, all right? Men, you're gonna double everything. Okay, so it's two palms of protein. Um, and we know that if you do this, active men who do um, da 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 da, um, you're gonna go, if, if you do it like this, you're gonna get 2,300 to 3,000 calories in a day. Um, now, again, um, they devise this system because they know how much, how many ounces of protein you're gonna get with a palm, average guy, right? Now, you guys that are, that are 6'5, six, 6'4 six, and above, um, these serving sizes are going to be a little bit bigger. Um, so your calories will probably be a little bit bigger than this number, 2,300 to 3,000. Um, but we need to at least have this as a start. 
Um, from there, depending on your, your energy levels, we can start adding in, uh, my first recommendation for men is adding in carbohydrates. Um, my first recommendation for females is adding in fats. Um, but you need to look at fats and carbohydrates as your energy sources, okay? So protein always remains constant, all right? We're, we, again, we're trying to get 300 grams a day, give or take. Um, <clears throat> might seem a little high, might seem astronomical. Um, if you're not even close to that, I always want you to start with your body weight in protein. So I'm talking in pounds. So I'm 220 pounds. I need to have 220 grams of protein. The research is very clear on that. Uh, 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilo. So for us that use the, uh, the imperial system in pounds, it's a, a pound per gram. For you guys that are using kilos, say you weigh 90 kilos, multiply it by two. So we need 180 grams of protein if you weigh 90 kilos. Um, it's, it's, it's simple that way. So that remains constant. You have to look at carbs and fat together as energy. So men use carbohydrates as energy better than women and women use fat as energy better than men. Um, but the fact that you're so active, um, we need to start adding in more carbohydrates probably um, because, and let's go back, I'm gonna share my screen again. Why do we need to do that is, um, do, do, do the energy systems used in basketball, okay? So here's basketball. Um, the ATP, PCR, and the glycolysis system, 60% of basketball, 60% is uh, in this, these, these systems. Glycolysis and oxidative is 20%. So we're already at 80% of basketball is requiring carbohydrates, essentially, okay? Um, and we're not gonna go into all the specifics, gluconeogenesis and all that, but, but, but long story short, um, uh, carbohydrates are important, and I'll touch on this subject, Sean, and I know I, I, I've just been going, so someone hit, a, someone hit the start button behind me. I don't know what happened. Um, uh, carbohydrates leading up to a, a, a competition, whether it's your training, whether it's a game, um, those help to fuel your nervous system. They give you energy. Carbohydrates after a game. Um, replenish the glycogen that you lost. Our body stores glucose, our body stores blood sugar in the muscles in the form of glycogen. When we use our muscles, when we exert a lot of energy, like in a basketball game, those glycogen stores get depleted. So that post-workout, that post-back, post-game uh, nutrition needs to have a good amount of carbohydrates because that's already going to set you up for a better recovery, especially if you were, you know, are on a team like, you know, I had a coach who, you know, we would practice at six in the morning after finishing a game at midnight. You know what I mean? So, um, so you want to have carbs right then so that your body can already start the recovery process. Um, Sean, I just covered a whole lot. I know I, I didn't even intend to do that, but, um, but go ahead and jump in. What, you know, um, yeah, no, you started off talking about the uh, portion sizes using, um, Persistent nutrition, the hand, the hand measurements are really cool because uh, everyone's hand is a relative measure to their body weight. So if you're a bigger person, you probably have a bigger hand. So they're accommodating your portion sizes wow. by using a anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic measurement that's relative to you. So I, I like that. Um, and it's really easy. If you don't have a scale, you can kind of do it that route. Athletes, yeah, need more carbohydrates. Um, after that, we got into talking about protein. Um, I got a different kind of not different i mean I'm about a pound 
is equal to a gram of protein, right? So if we weigh 200 pounds, 200 grams of protein, that's typically the recommendation if we're trying to build or keep lean muscle. So since we're talking to you guys as athletes, as athletes, we definitely want to be hitting that protein. Um, that's going to make sure that we keep our structure. We're not going to be losing weight over season. Yeah. And then um, Phil got break into the breakdown of macronutrients and kind of how they use for sport. But um, I want to expand on that and at the same time condense it a little bit. But um, uh, carbs and fats are energy. And so the way to look at that is either quick energy or long energy. Protein is not an energy source, right? So protein is a building material. So we don't want to be using protein. Um, so the way your body breaks down carbohydrates, it does it much faster than it breaks down fats. Basketball is a pretty fast sport, very rapid. So your body's breaking down mostly creatine and carbohydrates to fuel basketball because the demand is so rapid. It can only really pull from carbs because the way carbs break down is a much more rapid process than the way fats break down. Um, at the base element of carbs, fats, and proteins, they all equate to different lengths of carbon chains, right? So just bear with me for a second, but um, imagine you have like pearl necklaces on the table and each of those pearls is a carbon. Well, a fat chain is like 22 plus pearls versus a carb chain is like six pearls. So that pearls get digested much faster than the long one. And then protein is like 26 or something crazy. And it's super hard to break apart, but it's almost like hungry, hungry hippos, right? We're trying to get those little pearls. Um, so carbs break down fast. And then even before carbs, I consider creatine as a macronutrient because as you saw just there, the ATP PCR system, that's adenosine triphosphate. And then PCR is the phosphocreatine system. So we're basically, we're breaking down creatine that's already produced and in, in your muscles. Once we've broken down the creatine, then we need to jump over and use carbohydrates. So the more creatine you have in your body, the more carbohydrate sparing you can be. So we can work longer through our creatine before diving into my carbohydrate stores, which means I'm going to have more energy to do more fast burst action um, as I play basketball. So creatine, carbs, and fat are your fuel sources. They get broken down at different rates. Um, fats are very slow to break down. Uh, if you're doing an anaerobic sport or any quick high intensity sprinting, anything that takes a maximal action, like lifting weights, for instance, like doing a set of, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 reps, of squats or bench, what have you, the bout of energy needed for that set is short. I mean, that's gonna take us less than a minute. So we know that that energy is being supplied by carbs and creatine, the same way that in basketball, it's a very short burst before you're you know, you're jogging back or you get a timeout and you're walking or something like that. So fats, imagine in your head, are like a log, a very thick log. If I'm fueling my fire, that log is gonna last a long time but takes a long time to get burning versus like creatine is very short burst of energy, but it burns out very fast. It doesn't last long. Right. So it's a match. And then um, carbohydrates are like your newspaper. They burn a little bit longer. They burn really bright. So fueling is really important when we're timing our macronutrients. I said all that to say as athletes, carbohydrates are going to play a bigger role in our diet before and after exercise, no matter what the exercise is, as long as you're exerting energy, carbs are going to be more readily available from digestion and more readily available for replacement, right? So as athletes, we need to be thinking about um, nutrition as fueling and recovery, fueling and recovery, fuel and recovery. So I want to fuel my performance and then I want to cover from my performance. 
So it's really important as athletes, I have energy going in, but especially if you have a second workout that day or another workout the next day, we need to be refueling after the fact to make sure I'm caught back up for tomorrow. One thing I see a lot, especially um, with busy schedules is people not eating after a workout. It's, it's one of the most detrimental things we can do to our body. We basically, after a workout, our body goes into catabolism, which is a state of breakdown. So you're catabolic, they say you're breaking down your energy wasting, you're burning through nutrients that you have stored in your body. That's, that's wasting away at what you currently are so that we need to add nutrients on top of what we have so that we can be in a state of anabolism or anabolic, which is a growth state. So if we're in the gym, we're either trying to grow muscle or grow strength or get any sort of adaptation, we want to make sure we're fueling those processes to be maximized. If you go to the gym and you're trying to build muscle and you don't eat, you're essentially wasting your workout. You're going to get some benefit, but you're not capitalizing on your workout. So fueling before and after is very, 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 very important. Mostly carbohydrates. Um, I don't know if you want to get into food timing. Do you want to break down like food um, quality to food timing to um, food quantity? Yeah, well, there's two things I want to uh, bounce on real quick that, that you mentioned. Um, I do want to say that um, I am a big fan and proponent of creatine um, as a supplement. It's one of the most well-researched, most safe supplements out there. I do like um, a clean version of creatine, uh, typically uh, monohydrate. Um, uh, but uh, and for the reason of what Sean said, we're in the ATP-PC system longer and more than any other system um, in basketball. 60% of the time we're using that system. And so if we have an abundance of creatine stores in our body, naturally that system will be a little bit more effective. Um, so remember the energy systems are just the fuel sources that your body uses for activity. And so with basketball being high intensity, being quick jumps, quick you know, lateral you know, movements and things like that, um, that ATP PC system is constantly working. Um, and remember, it only has energy for about three to five seconds. After that, there is none. So having some creatine stores is really important. Second thing is, um, I, I, I agree with you, Sean, about the protein uh, per pound of body weight. So again, I'm 220 pounds, 220 grams of protein is kind of what I shoot for every day. Um, um, I know I threw out a higher number. If we take that 300 grams of protein in that example we talked about earlier, back to, uh, again, with this example, I'll give you guys a visual just because it's easier. I know it's easier for me, um, but just to give you guys a visual, oh gosh, here we go. So the guy's 210 pounds. So if we take off 90 grams and hit this guy with 210 grams of protein, that 90 grams, um, we've lost those calories, four calories per gram in protein. So we're looking at 360 calories. Again, we don't want to be in a deficit. Carbs are also... Um, four grams, uh, four calories per gram. So let's add those 90 uh, on the carbohydrate side. Now we're pushing 500 carbs. So we're still getting the same amount of calories if, if that makes sense. Um, now it doesn't have to be carbs. You can add some fats in there, but we definitely want to uh, not be in a deficit. So, um, so, so that's why we need to do that. Um, and so those are the two things. So then let's get back to what you talked about. Um, I say we talk about, let, let's start with breakfast. Can I start talking about breakfast and then you jump oh, in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you're thinking about all of your nutrition and, and, you know, if you eat four times a day, 
is seven days in a week. We're looking at 28 meals. Um, if you eat three times a day, uh, seven days, we're looking at 21 meals. So between 21 and 28 meals a week, it gets a little bit too much in your brain to think about all that. So what I like to do with athletes is have them focus specifically on breakfast first. Get breakfast right, and then the rest of your day will be a little bit easier. So, so what should your breakfast plate look like? Um, I love red meat. Uh, I love, so I like to get out of the concept of breakfast foods. Breakfast foods is just a, a, a part of the industry to sell you junk. Um, you need to eat, you know, they're saying pop tarts and bagels and cold cereals and all these things. Um, look at food as food. Don't look at, oh, there's a breakfast food and oh, this is a dinner food. Uh, my, my mornings are always uh, filled with a lot of um, uh, meat. Uh, raw nuts and seeds are also very good. Um, but the reason why uh, I really am a proponent of red meat, um, Charles Poliquin made this really popular. Um, if you just Google meat and nuts breakfast, um, it, it's his most um, shared article. It's in like translated into like 80 languages all over the world. Um, red meat in, in, it has a high amount of the amino acid taurine and taurine is necessary for your brain to make dopamine. So you're going to get a good dopamine response by having a lot of red meat. Um, now you can have other meats. I, I do sometimes, but the goal for me is, uh, is red meat. Um, and I like to have a lot. I like the amount of protein at breakfast to be the highest amount of the day. Um, it, it, again, uh, we're asking you to reach these, you know, for some people, astronomical numbers. So if we can knock off a big chunk of it early on, you'll be ahead of the game. Um, it's also, we're pretty insulin sensitive. It's, it's the, it's, it, we're breaking our fast, our stomach's empty. Um, so we wanna have a lot of protein. We wanna have a lot of meat specifically. Um, with the raw nuts and seeds, raw nuts especially, uh, they contain choline and um, they will help your, your brain create the neurotransmitter acetylcholine, all right? That will help with, your, with your, your brain function. It will help with your drive. It will help with your focus. And so um, meat and nuts at breakfast are really ideal. Um, we also, again, being basketball players and you know, I'm thinking back to when I played, like you know, breakfast maybe is at 9 a.m., uh, maybe eight, uh, maybe earlier, but you probably played the night before you had practice. Um, for a general population fat loss client, I would probably say avoid a lot of carbs at breakfast. But for you guys and girls, I would say let's um, add in some carbs for sure at breakfast and start trying to, um, again, replenish and recover with the, with the muscles, with replenishing the glycogen, um, as well as we just got to get the calories in. Um, so um, red meat, raw nuts and seeds, and then let's throw some carbs. I'm a big fan of fruit, big fan of vegetables, um, berries, all these things at breakfast are, are wonderful. Um, and if you wanna add a starch in like a potato, like a rice, and you're a lean athlete, a lean individual, I'm, I'm totally for that. I think that would be a really big win um, if you guys start focusing on uh, just breakfast and get breakfast dialed in. Don, anything? Uh, yeah, so. I'll just tag along with that. Um, creatine, by the way, guys, could not agree more with uh, with Phil. Creatine, if you're not on creatine and you're an athlete trying to be explosive or strong, you're behind the curve. Uh, safe, 20 plus years of research, no side effects, cheap. It's like 30 bucks for like a three month supply. Stupid cheap. If you're supplementing with protein, you'd be silly not to be supplementing with creatine. It's energy that your body needs for performance. Um, you can look up negative side effects. 
you might see bloating and some other stuff. It's it's not worth thinking about, guys. Just <laughs> I make this argument, but I feel so like I shouldn't have to make this argument anymore. Creatine is one of the best things you can take um, as an athlete. Creatine, protein supplements, it's up there with caffeine, and those are like your most um, most studied, most used ergonomic aids or or supplements. Yep. Maybe next to like a carbohydrate powder. Um, I guess my um, my big thing I would focus on is is food quality. So as a hierarchy of nutrition, the things I'm focusing on first is food quality. Yes. So 100%. calories are not all created equal. A calorie, a calorie, a thousand calories of lard and a thousand calories of carrots are going to be two very different things for your body. They're going to burn differently. They're going to be absorbed differently. They're going to be broken down differently. Um, so calories are not all equal. Um, in that, we need to say that food has a thermic effect. Food has a um, requirement of energy that it needs to break down. So food quality is I'm maximizing protein, I'm maximizing fruit and vegetables, and I'm maximizing complex carbs um, that I'm eating in the majority of my food. So food quality needs to be the first thing we're looking at. Um, after we've gotten quality down, you're eating real food, you're eating whole food, you're making, um, I think Phil likes to say like one ingredient type meals where it's I have a meat, a potato, and uh, a veggie. It's very easy to break it apart. You see what's on your plate. You can see, you can call and choose what's where. Um, so after we've got our quality down, then we start focused on food quantity. So if you're having trouble with your diet, replace your shitty food with healthier food and just start there. That's the first thing. And then we're going to start getting how much are you eating? Do you need more? Do you need less? Um, and then after we've gotten quality and quantity, then I start looking at food timing. Food timing is important. Am I eating, like Phil's talking about, get a good breakfast. It's a great rule of thumb. Am I eating before my workouts or after my workouts? I know we harped on that a bit, but if you're having a hard time getting quality food and having a hard time with how much food, that's further down the ladder than where you're at now. So quantity, I'm sorry, uh, food quality, then food quantity. Then we start looking at food timing. When are you eating and what are you eating? This is where the macronutrients break down now. Am I having carbs here? Am I having proteins here? Am I having fats over there? And then once we've got timing down, then we start looking at supplementation. So I see a lot of people, the first thing they want to do is supplement. And they want to say, hey, what supplements do I need? I'm like, sleep, good food, and weights. Like, what, what, <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone wants the next best thing. I mean, I'm going to contradict myself a little bit, but if you've, I'm assuming you have had all those things going well for you when I say take creatine. Yeah. But I mean, good hydration, good sleep, good food, and then a good training program is going to be your first thing. And then we start knocking down things at a hierarchy. So quality, quantity, timing, supplementation. Um, and those are kind of like my, my hierarchy for, for diet nutrition. Yeah. Um, quality. And that's really a, a great point. And that's the, the first point I make with a lot of new, new clients is, uh, you know, when I'm looking at their food logs, um, eat the cleanest food that you can afford. Um, it's better to pay more money now than to pay a lot more money later down the road when you're unhealthy and you're sick and you're requiring prescriptions and you're, you know, all these sorts of things are happening to your body. Um, the type of food that you eat um, is, is, is critical. Um, for example, a, a grass-fed, grass-finished uh, beef product, if I eat a steak from them, the fat is, is, is really healthy. It's okay to eat. It's great to eat. And I'm not saying you can't eat fat from a, you know, industrialized, you know, regular industrial processed kind of cow who's not eating grass. 
um, but their fat will be a lot more toxic because that's where we store toxins in our fat. So, um, so it's really important if you can afford pastured, if you can eat local, if you can eat grass-fed, grass-finished, wild-caught fish, organic, all these things, um, but, but, but local, fresh, um, during the season, uh, you know, wild, you know, as much as possible. It, it, Sean couldn't be more spot on. It's 100% uh, healthy and healthier for you um, if you can afford it. So do whatever you can in your budget. John, you mentioned hydration. Do you want to go into that and talk about how much water? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, two more rules real quick. Protein at every meal and then a fruit and veggie at every meal. Non-negotiables. Yep. Um, yeah, we can get, let me get into water real quick. I can pull up that, uh, that water, water guy. Yes, let me find that down there. Got to go in there. We're going there. Got fluid replacement. Yep. Awesome. Yep. So Phil's pulling up a chart right here. Um, hydration is really important, guys. Um, hydration reduces my core temperature. It allows me to exercise at a longer intensity or sorry, at a longer duration at a higher intensity. Um, so we definitely want to be making sure we're hydrated. This chart right here, since we're talking basketball, if we look at the sport, we're going basketball, we're going across to summer training for males. The mean sweat rate, which is liters per hour, is what I got. 1.37 liters per hour. That's how much you're sweating. So... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's quite a bit, right? And so if we're playing a two-hour basketball game and you got a lot of recruit accrued minutes, you could be losing somewhere in the realm of two liters per hour. So if you so the reason that's important is because as the fluid in your body decreases at a percentage of your body weight, so let's say at about when your body's lost four percent of its total body water, you're already at a 20-30% decrement of performance and not able to. And then at 5%, you're losing brain and cognitive function. So if you're having a hard time performing and thinking, doing the physical tasks, and then starting to have issues with the mental tasks, if your total body water is too low, you're going to be losing out on performance. So hydration is a key factor for performance. So we need to make sure that we're intaking what we're losing to maintain hydration. Um, on top of that, we want to make sure that we're overshooting our hydration as we go into the day. So if I play a basketball game at night, I want to make sure I'm overly hydrated for accommodating like urine loss and things like that and what my, my day looks like. Um, and then also on top of that, if we're talking not only fluid, I also want to be replacing my body with fluids that have sugar and salt. And by sugar, I mean like like a Gatorade. The reason Gatorade has sugar and salt in it is to replace the energy you've lost. So now I can get a higher performance output. Your brain performs better with, we said carbohydrates, right? So having carbs and sugar, it's fast. It's easy to absorb. It goes through my bloodstream, gets in my muscles, but also can get in my central nervous system to keep those high impulses firing. And then the reason we want salt in our, um, in our fluid is the salt actually holds water in the cell, so it maintains fluid retention. But salt is also what we call electrolytes. Your electrolytes are the primary um, reason your muscles even contract. So muscles work off electrical impulses, and those electrical impulses are created by having 
um, gradients of positively and negatively charged ions surrounding the cell wall. And as sodium and potassium are at an imbalance, those are part of your electrolytes, right? So we're sodium, potassium, uh, magnesium are part of our electrolytes. Those electrolytes, based on the balance of positive and negatively charged electrolytes, they open our cell walls to allow for muscular contraction. So when you're cramping, you're having an issue with your muscular contraction, which is why they say, hey, eat a banana. It's got potassium. Potassium is an electrolyte. So we want to make sure we have good fluid balance, electrolyte balance, um, and carbohydrate and energy balance for our sports recovery drink. So water's good, but probably a carbohydrate fluid is better. And then if on that same chart you're looking at, that far, uh, the middle column that has voluntary fluid intake, the, the research is pretty clear. People generally intake less fluid than they need because they don't think they need as much as they do. Um, so getting a flavored sports drink is actually going to be beneficial to you because it'll entice you to drink probably a little bit more fluid than you think you need. Um, and there's a lot of information, but we want to make sure we're staying hydrated. We want to feel what we've lost. We want it to have, probably want to have carbohydrate. We probably want to have salt. Um, and we want to be taking that during or before so that we have it when we need it. So how many liters a day do you think a basketball player uh, average size should should be consuming? Perfect. I love that. Uh, someone's going to have to do the math for me on liters, but um, I'm going to use ounces. And I usually recommend about as a general rule of thumb, about half your body weight in ounces of water. So if Phil says he weighs 220 pounds. I would say that that would equate to about 110 ounces of water. Uh, and I, I don't have the conversion of ounces to liters. So, right yeah. now. so um, it's about, so, so 128 ounces, right, is a, is a gallon, if I'm not mistaken. So 110 is, is almost a gallon, is three quarters of a gallon. Um, and and I, I start there, too. That's that's kind of my, my first um, level, just like with the food we talked about. That's kind of like the base level. Um, what you just said is exactly what I start with. Half your body weight in ounces um, or if you're if you're working off of kilos, um, then you know, we'll help you figure that out here in a second. But um, so at 220 pounds, divide it in two, you got 110, I need 110 ounces. And you can't count the water that you consume during competition, because as you can see, I'm going to burn 1.4 liters per hour of intense basketball. So, um, so all that water that I'm consuming, then I'm just replenishing and replacing what I'm, what I'm excreting. So, um, so take that into note as well. Um, a gallon is about four liters. Um, so that's usually where I start with, with, with males, depending on their size, three liters minimum, four liters is a, is a much better number. And it's for us in America, about a gallon. Um, females, two liters on your days off, on your training days, you need to be right there too at about three liters. Um, and then I wanna piggyback on what you said about electrolytes, because um, mm -hmm. that's a big part of hydration uh, for me is making sure people get electrolytes and it, it's it can't be overstated how important they are um, you see that word kind of electric in there they help they help you know um, contract muscles magnesium helps to relax muscles um, and so um, I will disagree with Shonda on the Gatorade just because I am such a I hate artificial sugars and sweeteners 
I hate artificial colors. You know, the red number fives and FD and C number four, all these things I don't like. Um, uh, so how I start it, and Sean, that, I think that's probably fine that you give them that, that side of the things. How I like to say, um, one is you can never oversalt your food. You can't ever oversalt your food, uh, but your, food, your salt needs to always have a color. Um, the, the westernized world has this white salt and it's, it's, not, it, it's lost all of its mineral content. So salt in its natural form has color. In my house, we, we, we have pink right now, but we've had blue, we've had yellow, we've had black, we've had red from Hawaii. Um, uh, and if you are using real salt like this, your body will tell you how much salt you actually need by your, your, your taste buds. It'll, be, it'll taste over salty. Um, so, uh, but you need salt, like Sean said, uh, to uh, retain some water. Um, potassium is another electrolyte. Potassium actually helps actually helps the muscles pull water in. Um, so sodium, yes, salt your food. Um, and if you want to make your own sports drinks, there's some great, uh, you know, holistically more all natural, you know, approaches to just, you know, throwing some of that salt, you know, maybe a carb powder, maybe some, some you know, uh, fruit juice or whatever. Um, but um, <clears throat> salt your food, use colored salt. Potassium is really important because it helps uh, there's a, a thing called the potassium, sodium potassium pump. Um, and we want to make sure potassium is readily available because that helps uh, uh, water into the muscles. And then magnesium, I can't overstate it that, that three out of four people in the modern world are deficient in magnesium for a host of reasons. Um, athletes are nine times out of 10 deficient in magnesium because the body needs to use so much of it in this intense exercise. So supplementing with magnesium is critical. Um, as well as getting it naturally from food. So what contains magnesium? Anything green and the darker, the better. So like Sean said earlier, fruits and veggies are mandatory at every meal. I, I, I'm the same way. I tell my, all my, my athletes that there, you have to have your two palms of protein at every meal and you have to have your two fists of vegetables at every meal. That's a, that's a non-negotiable three to four meals a day. Everyone has two palms of protein. Everyone has two fists of veggies. And those veggies, if they're green, they're gonna contain magnesium. Um, so we, we got to make sure we're getting it, but that's also, um, along with creatine magnesium for, for athletes is, is an essential, essential component. Uh, and it's necessary to supplement. If you need ideas and tips on supplementation, I have a great company and I can, I can, you know, offer you all discounts and whatnot, but, uh, but that's a, a sidebar. Um, we probably so, do a supplement talk here eventually. Yeah. So, um, so we talked about protein. We talked about what breakfast should look like. We talked about um, what your plate should look like um, a little bit. Um, we brought up sports drinks. Is, uh, I mean, what else do we need to cover? What do you, what are you thinking we need to address? Um, I was just going to go back and look at some finishing closing comments. Let me just. Uh... Went a little bit, you know, deep, but, but not so much. It's, it's still pretty top and pretty surface. So maybe we'll do an advanced version of this a part two later. Um, but, but the, the stuff that we provided should give y'all, uh, enough of a kind of springboard and point you in the right direction. Like you might've been a boat that's kind of turning every which way, but, but now you have a compass and it's set in the right direction. You need to get your breakfast in order. You need to get your protein. You need to get raw nuts and seeds. You need to get veggies, um, uh, carbs if necessary, but, but that fat in the morning is great. The, the protein in the morning is great from an animal source, ideally red meat. Um, <clears throat> after games, gotta have carbohydrates. Sean mentioned complex carbohydrates. Um, your rice. I like white rice over brown rice. 
Uh, it's better for your body and, and digests easier. Uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes. Um, th there's, a, there's a host of things. You know, throw in your fruit here. Um, Sean mentioned hungry, hungry hippos, and I use that analogy a lot, but I use it um, more so in, in, the, you know, in the analogy of post-game or post-workout. Your muscles are so depleted that when you throw some food in there and your body breaks it down and this, you know, blood glucose and all these you know, nutrients are, are running through your body, those, your muscles are like hungry, hungry hippos reaching out and trying to grab those, you know, little marbles and pull them in. So don't hesitate to just go to town after a game, uh, go to town after a workout, consume, a, I'm sorry, but consume a shit ton. That's the scientific term, consume a shit ton of protein, a uh, shit ton of carbs, um, and, and really let your body start to recover. Yeah, um, I was just actually looking at post-workout um, nutrition and like Phil's saying, so a lot of us just have a protein shake after a workout. Um, that's not going to be as beneficial. You're going to get two to three times the benefit of absorption rates and utilization of that protein. If you mix it with a carbohydrate powder or some sort of carbohydrate post-workout, the muscle glycogen resynthesis process is more beneficially affected by having carbohydrate plus protein as opposed to just protein protein uh, post-workout yep. yep. um and then just a couple of reasons why you guys would want to have protein at every meal right so protein also keeps you fuller longer it's got a very high satiety effect keeps you full it's got the highest thermal effect which means it takes the longest to break down and it, you burn the most calories breaking it down um and then protein enhances muscle growth right so we want that uh, it also improves recovery from exercise. So it helps with the glycogen resynthesis and protein actually helps decrease the delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, food quality, we talked about food quality. Uh, oh, there was a couple things I did wanna mention guys, as far as like meal timing, um, there's been a few studies where they've done with, with groups of people and they look at when people are eating, how much they're eating. So a group that ate all its meals, uh, here we go, hang on. So imagine why, here's why we don't skip meals, right? So three groups, one group had one to two meals a day, one group had three meals a day, and one group had five meals a day. Uh, calories were all equal. The one to two meals a day group gained weight, the three meals a day group evened out in weight, and the five meals a day group actually lost weight um as well as the groups that are eating I mean, separate separate study but groups that are eating all their calories in the morning are losing weight versus groups that are eating all their calories at night are gaining weight so if you eat sporadically uh there's some negative side effects we could be having so make sure you're eating consistently make sure you're eating fruits and veggies and protein at every meal consistently um yeah. And then we talked about the macronutrients and the protein, how much all that kind of stuff to have, but uh, those are kind of my finishing statements, I think. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Um, again, as always, if you have any questions or comments, please message me, please, uh, you know, comment below um, whether you're watching this in the group, if you're on YouTube as well, if you have any comments or concerns, please comment below and, and start a conversation. Um, we're always happy to, uh, to continue the conversation um, outside of this, uh, this talk. Uh, Sean, how can folks find you? How can they get a hold of you? Oh, find me on Instagram. Sean does strength with underscores after each word and at SeanDoesStrength.com. Cool. Yeah. And you can uh, catch me at getpartstrength.com. Um, 
check my YouTube channel, my Facebook page, Gephardt Strength. Um, and uh, yeah, as for next week, we will see you then. Sean, thank you again so much. Thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time. All right, you guys take care. Yeah.